Strayer. How are you going? How are you going? Are you right? I bloody well hope so because I'm doing okay. It's Thursday, December 21, all day. This is NBA Australia. I am your host, James Clements. I'm the editor of a good website. It's called CodeBet. You can find that at codebet.com.au. Uh, you can also see my ugly mug on Fox Sports Lab NBA, CodeBet Daily, Fox Sports Lab NFL. I don't know. Other things around the traps, that's what we do. I'm here in the CodeBet studios. That's right, the James Clements Excellence in Podcasting Memorial Studios, just because that's what we do here. Uh, no video today, just doing some audio because we've uh, had a few tins. We're hanging out and, uh, you know, it's getting towards Chrissy Men. So we'll just knock this one out of the park and we'll get out of your hair. So 10 games today, uh, quite fitting because it's episode 1010, Philly. Came out of nowhere. They're legit. Love this. Clippers keep rolling. The Bulls beat the Lakers. The Knicks won the battle in New York. It's all going on. I'll tell you what. So we'll break those all down in the NBA Australia game wraps. We've got that's on the night. Four mate, no mate. Spot of the night. Better than Lonzo Ball. Got some, yeah, now's the unpopular opinion of the day. And our back take, yes, we were serving up a flame grill take. And uh, we'll do a very brief Andrew Gay's Grey Mumber Award for our sending achievement in the field of excellence and pick and preview all the games tomorrow. And then we'll get out of your hair because, look, it's the Thursday before Christmas. Everyone's busy, including my wife. Um, old mate, she's like, uh, so are you taping the show before you come home? I'm like, uh, yeah, probably. She's like, all right, cool. And I'm like, ha, 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 that's a stabbing. I'm going to get stabbed. Great. Good times. Great memories. Uh, pour one out for you, mate, Jim, because uh, who knows what's going on there. But either way, it's episode 1010. Of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, you better watch out for the attack. I don't know. of the. Uh... Look, to be honest, the Joel Embiid. God, he was good today. I'll tell you that much. But he also better watch out for the attack of the, uh, the Christmas party because there are a lot of Christmas tins going around at the moment. I'm just saying, don't get fired. That's just your mate Jim looking out for you. It's like, oh, look, I'll tell my boss how I really – don't do it. Don't tell him how or her how you really feel or they, whatever. Don't tell them how you really really feel. Just let it simmer and you'll feel different in February. (laughs) It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Seriously. Oh, we're going to be back second week of January. No one does shit in January. Look. As a content creator, we'll be doing a shit ton of stuff throughout January. Don't get me wrong. But, like, for the vast majority of us, January's a piss take. It's mostly just like, fuck, it's hot outside, man. Yeah, it's a bit hot. Yeah, fuck it. Hey, because the tennis going. Yeah, fucking cricket's not bad. Don't mind this basketball. And away you go. It's very different to, like, living in the States where you'd be sitting there going, fuck, man, I just need to survive January because it's so fucking cold I can't do shit. Like, we would have Nets games in January that I'd, be, you know, you'd have your tickets to it and you're like, ah. I know that all I have to do is, like, walk half a block to the subway, be on a train for 40 minutes, get off the subway, and then I'm at an NBA game that I can walk straight into. 
The problem was the nets were so bad for so fucking long at getting people in and out the door. Uh, you'd have lines still out the door. It'd be in the middle of fucking January. It's like minus fucking 20 bajillion degrees outside. You're wearing your giant coat. You're like, oh, well, this is great. So I guess I just die waiting to get into a Nets game to see them play like the fucking jazz on January 13. Get the fuck out of here. Anyway, it wasn't great. Uh, anywho, otherwise, let's do some uh, news with the daily whip around. That's a whip crack. I did that one by myself. Did you see that one? It was pretty good. Uh, the only real sort of news that's really popped up uh, is the weird G League uh, Sacramento Kings player who killed a person. So, I mean, it's not great. You know? Comanche, what's his name? Chance Comanche. I mean, the dude took a chance and he fucked it by apparently, allegedly, uh, admitting to strangling a woman uh, with a HDMI cord. My initial reaction was like, a HDMI cord? I mean, they are pretty thick. <laughs> like, if nothing else, tools for the job. Uh, but it's just fucked in the head. This entire fucking thing is like, yeah, it's bullshit. What are y'all doing? I also like the way that it's being reported. It's like, oh, NBA player killed someone. It's like, well, he played one game. Otherwise, it was a G League player for uh, the Kings team. So, anyway, the other bit of news that really actually applies to uh, NBA Australia is Ben Simmons. Bloke gets his back smashed out by Maya Jama, his ex-fiance, and she really did a number on him. Two more weeks. We're going to reevaluate Ben Simmons, say the Nets. He's increased his work uh, out on the court, off the court. You might remember he hasn't played since the start of November. This is the Ben Simmons experience at this point. Bloke just goes, oh, my back's a bit sore, man. Yeah, it's all a bit fucked, eh? I can't really do much. I just, what I might do is actually just not play basketball and get paid for it. I, for one, would love to get paid for not playing basketball because it's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> I'll tell you. All right. Let's fly into these game wraps. Game wraps, 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 game wraps. Today we had 10 games and there were some absolute fucking crackers, I'll tell you. This was really, really fun. Uh, we had a sort of weird mix where you had some, like, shit teams going up against some good ones, and then you had some, like, real – like, as we talked about on uh, yesterday's preview show, some weird matchups where you're like, oh, shit, I've got no idea what's going to happen. And then you have, like, some real top-end ones like Minnesota versus Philly, uh, some weird fun mid-table ones like Atlanta-Houston and Lakers-Chicago, et cetera. Uh, but anyway, let's start with the Cavaliers. Cleveland, that's right, against uh, Utah. You're like, oh, geez, this will be the game, Jim, where uh, Donnie Mitchell goes off and destroys his old team or one of the Utah guys who used to be on the Cavs would do this. Nope. You'd just be wrong. You'd just be wrong. Because Colin, the sex man, Sexton had 20 on 17 shots. Larry, that's a girl's name, Mark, and had 26 on 18 shots. He had 26 and 10. He had 16 for John Collins. That's a Tyler cocktail. Off the bench, watch out. How does John Collins feel about this? He's like, yeah, finally, I'm free of Atlanta. Now he's on the bench behind Simon Fontecchio. Uh, really, though, for the Cleveland Cavaliers, it was the bench that did all the damage in this. My sweet baby, Karis LeVert, goes off for 23 and 7. Sam Merrill goes absolutely fucking ham. Hits 8 Threes on his way to 27. You had Maxi Struess hit six threes as well. He has 18. Cleveland hit 23 threes on their way to a big win 
uh, without Mobile without Donnie Mitchell, and without Darius Rucker, Judy Garland. Literally, they're starting like Jared Gothefro Allen, Max Struess, and that's it. That's a chaos win. Great stuff by the Cleveland Cavaliers there, 16 and 2. Utah. Just when you thought they'd right of the ship, they shit down their pants leg, and here we are. The Yaz are 10 and 18. Uh, we also had the Pacers beat the piss out of the Hornets, 144-113. Buddy Heald, he had 25. Terry Rosey on the Hornets at 25 as well. He had also nine rebounds, seven assists, but at the same time, no one on the else on that team did much. Like Brandon Spindles Miller had 21. He had 19 for Miles Bridges on 17 shots, but geez, it is bereft. Bereft, I tell you, after that. The Pacers, you had what? Halliburton had 19 points and 13 assists. Point God. And uh, he had a sick fucking alley oop to ain't no stopping. OB topping at the uh, just before the half. He had 19 off the bench for uh, Naismith, who didn't miss a shot. Six of six from the floor, four of four from three, and three of three from free throws. Free for free? Yeah, that's right. Uh, good win for the Pacers. 14 as well for Benny Mather, and God, I love him. 144, the Pacers are back. Anytime you can play the Hornets, you're back, I guess. They're 14 and 12. Hornets, 7 and 19. Uh, you had the Heat in the Battle of Floridia. The Heat beat the Magic Men, 115-106, because no one on the Magic could hit a shot. Oh, is that right, Jim? Also, Tyler Hero went fucking sick. There goes my hero. Watch him as he shreds. Uh, no Jimmy Butler. In this one, takes the game off. Bam! Adebayo goes for 18-7. and seven. Hero has a 28-7 and seven game. You've got Jaime Hawkes, 10, 15 for Haywood Heist with Duncan there. Uh, Duncan, I like to have a beer with Duncan at 12. 12 for Thomas Bryant. 12 for Josh Rich. You get a 12. You get a 12. Everybody gets a 12. Uh, and the Magic just couldn't hit a shot. 2 or 12 shooting for Palo Bancaro. 5 of 14 for Franz Wagner. Hello. Uh, and 3 of 10 for Caleb Houston. It was just... Bit of a shit show at day. Nine of 36 from downtown for the Magic. This is the thing where you're like, ah, guys, Suggs is going to go one of five. Wagner goes 0 of four. Banquetta goes 0 of three. This is where you're like, oh, Gary Harris. Nope, 0 of two. Not great. The Magic men, they are sort of slipping back towards the sort of uh, the median, right? They're 16 and 10. They're still cruising. They're 11 and three at home, but this is a tough loss for them. Uh, the Heat moved to 16 and 12. Good win for Miami. They needed that one all day up. Uh, the Wolves lose 113, 127 because Joel Embiid goes, uh, It's good to see you've got some big guys there. It'd be a real shame if someone fucked them up. Oh, it's me. It's me who's fucking them up. That's right. Bang 51. He drops 51 and 12, goes absolutely hammering tongs on the Minnesota Timberwolves. It was a, uh, this was a really, really fun game. Because it literally came down to like that last quarter. Like it was just fucking neck and neck the first three quarters. You're like, Jesus. And then in the fourth quarter, they just stretched out the lead enough where the Wolves, that's the one thing that you worry about them a bit, where Anthony Edwards can't manufacture everything by himself. And if Cat isn't absolutely fucking rolling, which he was in this game, uh, it's like, all right, Mike Conley, Naz Reed, Cat, what can you do? And they're like, we can do this. And it's like, ah, it's not quite enough. Because Maxi and Bede, they're the goo- dudes who are just going to go, that's cute. Check this out. Like, there were stretches like halfway through that fourth quarter where Maxi's like, yeah, I know that you're trying to get within pissing distance, but fuck you. 
And Embiid's like, also, just give the ball to me here here and there. I'll draw some more bullshit fouls and away we go. That's what his game is now built on. It's bullshit fouls. It's pretty crazy, but that's exactly where I was. He did hit a big sort of jumper with about four minutes to go that was basically the sealer and uh, backed it up with another jumper, and that was all she wrote. So good win by the Sixers, who hadn't beaten anybody basically above 500 since they beat the Lakers at the end of November. So they've been feasting on shit teams. They actually came out and beat the poos out of a good team today. So they did go big. They played a lot of Paul Reed. Um, they really sort of stymied. Essentially, they're like, all right, Anthony Edwards, cool. Cat, cool. Everybody else, fuck you. Jaden McDaniels still at 21. And uh, that's because he's really good, is Jaden McDaniels. 27 for Ant-Man. It came on 20 shots. He shot two or six from downtown, five assists, 23 and 13 for Cat. And it just really felt like this was the one team that's like missing that real fucking kick in the dick off the bench, right? Like Nazarene had 10, but he was a minus 27. Whereas the Sixers, they were able to like throw Paul Reed out there at the death and ride him with eight and eight. He had 35 from Maxi to go with and beats 51. And Tobias, the never nude, he's like, hey, guys, uh, do you want me to help? And they're like, oh, that'd be really good, Tobias. He's like, you got it, boss. Nine points. It's like, that's not enough, Tobias. He's like, nah, that's all I've got to me today, fellas. Uh, you did have Melton go out with a pretty scary-looking injury, but that's a big win for the Sixers. They're now 19-8, 11-4 at home. The Wolves dropped to 9-5 on the road, 20-6 overall, still top of the West. The Knicks beat the Nets in a battle of the boroughs, 121-102. This is really a bit of an ass-kicking from the get-go. They just came with a better sense of uh, purpose, I guess, the Knicks. From the get-go, they sort of took control of this game. The Nets never got a look in. Uh, Randall at 26. You had Brunson... Uh, Pretty solid with 16, 7, and 8. You did have Dante DiVincenzo hit five threes for, on his way to 23 points. 19 for quickly off the bench. He hit four threes. Uh, for the Nets, this is the thing. Cam Thomas, he goes 20 points. Like, oh, that's pretty good, Jim. Yeah, it took 18 shots, though. Royce O'Neill goes 2 of 11 for 6 off the bench. Brutal gear. Bridges, 4 of 21. This is the time where the Nets need to, like, put the boot into a team like the Knicks and go, we are actually like a legit New York uh, team. Instead, on December 21, they went, no, actually, we're not as good as the Knicks. How about we just roll over and show our little bellies? There you go. Oh, did you want to savage them? And the Knicks are like, yes, please. Um, the net shot 36% from the floor. That's uh, pretty shit. This is like the sort of infuriating side of the Nets where you go, they have these flashes where they look really good, and then they have flashes where they look shit house. They dropped 13 and 14 with that. The Knicks moved to 16 11. That's a big win for the Knickerbockers. The Nuggets beat the piss out of the Raptors 113 104. Nicola Young, catch hello. And 31 15 and 6. Scoob goes for 30 and 10. They just sort of controlled this game as well. Up by 17 going to the fourth. They were rolling. Uh, good get right game for the Nuggets. 9 10 and 10 for them. Raptors dropped 11 16. I don't know, man. It's like a bit of uh, panic stations for Toronto at 11 and 16. I just said the Nets at 13 and 14, right? It's like the Bulls, I'm about to talk about them, but they're ahead of the Raptors now. Raptors, what are you doing? Lakers, they lost in Chicago, 124. Ah, dude, da bears, 124, 1-8. Oh, that's right. The Bulls, out of nowhere, are a good team. What? But, Jim, all you've done is shit on them. No, I've shit on Zach Levine and these Bulls. 
Without Zach Levine, this team is fun as fuck. 27 for DeRozan, 17 for Kobe. Kobe White here at three threes. Yeah, Caruso putting on a Caruso show. 14 for Ayo Dosunmu with four threes off the bench. Patch Williams is playing his ass off in this game. He had three threes. And the Lakers had no answers. Like, this is one of those weird ones where you go, you get 21 points off the bench for Austin Reeves. You get 25 from LeBron James. This is the game where you need Anthony Davis to take over. He's like, hey, I got you, boys. And they're like, all right, Anthony, what have you got? He's like, 19 and 14. It's like, that's not enough, Anthony. Anthony, that's just not enough, mate. He's like, no, nah, that's all I've got. It's like, this fucking guy. Four threes to Torian the Red Bull Prince. They hit 12 or 37 from downtown. They need, like, it's the sort of game where D'Lo having just, like, literally packed his dacks. He goes one of six in 28 minutes. He's horrible. Legitimately horrible. This is the game where you go, oh, yeah. The the Lakers really need to trade D'Lo. They really do. Because if you're being outshot from three by the Chicago Bulls of Chicago, Illinois, then your team's fucked, mate. That's right. Four threes from A.O. Jevion Carter hit a couple. Kobe, Caruso, even Vooch knocked in three. Patch hits three. They go for 18 of 34 from downtown. If you're going to let the Bulls shoot that, you're fucked, mate. And that's what happened. Lakers dropped to 15 and 13. The Bulls moved to 12 and 17. They are a way better team without uh, Levine, and it's hilarious. Uh, the Hawks go into Houston and give Houston only their second loss of the season at home. 134-127. Uh, Trey goes for 30 and 14. Jabari was awesome in this one. 34, 13, and four blocks. Just a weird, strange game where the Hawks sort of got, what, 21 from DeJunte Murray. They had Bogdan Bogdanovich hit four threes as well. They just used, like, that combination of their guards and their size to really fuck up a Houston team that's just a bit of a mess at the moment, right? 14, 9, and 5 for Shangoon. 32 and 15 assists for Fred Van Vliet to fight Van Vliet's. But Jalen Green, how many times do I have to bang this fucking drum? 7 of 19 shooting, 16 points. That's shit. Jalen, what are you doing, mate? You're being bad. Like, seriously, it was absolutely legitimately horrible. Like, this is the thing where you're like, Houston having this uh, eight-guy rotation, basically. They've uh, got Amen Thompson only playing the eight minutes. You've got Jeff Green playing 12 Jay Sean Tate, 19 minutes off the bench. Aaron Holiday playing 26. It shouldn't matter this much when Houston are, like, missing Tari Eason. It's weird. It's really, really weird. Tari Eason doesn't play this one, and they get fucking smoked at home. You're like, ah. Jalen Green. What do you do with Jalen Green? I mentioned on yesterday's show... Van Vliet and Brooks, you got to bring in the dudes. you got to bring in the veterans to sort of steady the shit. At the same time, it completely negates a lot of the strengths of your best young player in Jalen Green outside of Shangoon. I still kind of swear that the Rockets, they're 13 and 12 now after all this. They might be better off if they were like 7 and 18 and didn't have Van Vliet and Brooks. Because they're just taking away touches from Smith, Green, and Shangoon at this point, and they're still fucking losing. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. It's just Houston a bit of a shit show. It's weird. Whereas the Hawks, that's a big win. 15 for them off uh, from Clint Capella, 11 from DeAndre, and 20, like the 22 from Bogdan, 
It's like, all right, cool. You're 12 and 15. What are you really achieving? They don't know, but good job by them. Houston, that is a bit of a mess. 11 and 2 at home. They're 13 and 12. They can't win on the road, and now they lose one at home to Atlanta. Not great, Bob. Not great. Uh, Clippers beat the Mavs in a really entertaining game where they just sort of outworked them down the stretch. 121-11. Came down to basically the fourth quarter where they just sort of put the hurt on them and kept them at arm's length. Uh, Kawhi, he had 30, 10, and 5. He had 17 for Harden with 11 assists. He had 21 for Norm, Norm Powell, and Rusty with a 10, 6, and 3. It was weird because Paul George doesn't play this game. You're like, wow, if Paul George had played this game, that would have really fucking killed the Mavs. The Mavs don't have Kyrie. Don't they sex him up, X-Mavs, 16, 6, and 1. You have 28, 9, and 10 for uh, Luka Doncic. He did come on 9 of 25 shooting and 2 of 11 from 3. Now, I brought this up the other day. Talking about Luca, how he rolls so hard on his three-point shot, right? They stick close with teams when his three-point is dropping. When it's not, they get beat. And that's what happened today. That's almost as simple as it comes from the maps. 21 for uh, Hardaway the Lesser on an 8-21 shooting. Hardy, they rolled him out. He hit five threes, but it just wasn't enough. Uh, look, the Mavs are just decimated by injuries, though, so you can't really read too much of that one, I reckon. Um Whereas, look, without Paul George, it's very, very, like, gnarly for the Clippers to win that game still. And then the Celtics beat the piss out of the Kings, 144-119. The Kings just don't have that size to hang with the Celtics, even without Jason Tatum. Yeah, Derek White go for 28. Yeah, 28 as well for Jalen Brown without hitting a three. White hit six threes, four threes from Giroux Holiday. Extreme Zingamil had 24-9. and nine. Uh, Hauser in place of Tatum. Are they better without Jason Tatum? No, shut up. Uh, two threes for Hauser. You also had six, down, six from downtown for Peyton Pritchard. So earn that money, Peyton. Whereas the Kings, look, it was weird that Sabonis couldn't really assert himself against the extreme Zingamil. He finishes with 13, 10, and 8, but he shot 6 of 14, 5 of 11 for Keegan Murray. He hit three threes. He had De'Aaron uh, Fox go 6 of 8 from 3 for 29 points. But Wow. Malik Monk, 3 of 10, 0 of 4 from deep. And if he's not firing, they're fucked. Like it's simple. They still went 21 of 44 from downtown. They let the Celtics hit 22 of 42. That's not a recipe for success. I'm just saying. So Boston, they moved to 21 and 6. Good win on a back-to-back on the road against Sacramento, a good team, who are now 16 and 10 and only 10 and 4 at home. So without Tatum with his sprained ankle after uh, yesterday's, I don't know, shit down your leg against the Warriors moment, Bit of a rough one. Anyway, what about an NBA story approved performance of the night? <laughs> That's a nice. That's a nice. Oh, we're drinking tins. That's Jolly Bead. 51 and 12. Three assists, two steals, a block. He shot 17 and 25. 17 of 18 at the free throw line. He's playing better than last year when he won the fucking MVP. I don't know what to tell you. That's pretty good. If you're better than when you win the MVP, the best player in the league award, basically, most valuable, pretty gnarly. Also, Kawhi, 30, 10, and 5. He was really fucking good. I don't know what it is about the Clippers, but they own the Mavs, and Kawhi just loves beating up on them. So he was really bloody good. They've won nine straight now. They're fifth in the West. Kawhi, just saying, sneaky, sneaky look at an MVP. Question mark? 
Not bad. Spot of the night. Spot of the night. How about a bit of spud, spud, spotty, spud, some spuds. We had one or six for D-Lo. Oh, Jim, why did the Lakers lose? Oh, my guess is the D-Lo was bad. That's right. There we go. Two or 12 for Pato Bancaro, four or 21 for Mikael Bridges. Also one of eight from three. This is the sort of game where uh, not living in New York anymore, like sort of is like, ah, that's kind of fun because being at that game would have fucking sucked. You'd have all the Knicks fans going, yeah, dude, I fucking told you. Look at this. Your man, Mikael Bridges, he's bullshit. It's like, yeah, all right. I'd like Mikael Bridges, but goddamn. You need to, like, at some point, if you have superstar talent, you need to actually act like a superstar. You know what I'm saying? Just saying. Just saying. Uh, we also had two of 11 for Royce O'Neal, but I would like to thank Spencer Dinwiddie and Big Deke. Sadiq, boy! And we had a couple of other blokes. I think it was from downtown today. Uh, step up big time and hit. What was it? <laughs> That's right, they went and shot 311. We had a couple of really good 311s today. Uh, where, <laughs> just, yeah, smooth it down there, Jim. Uh, the 311s, we had 311 from Siddiq, Babe, and uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. And we also had a three-point shooting 311, I believe, from uh, Tim Hardaway the Lesser. Not bloody bad. So thank you very much, gentlemen. It's much appreciated here on NBA Australia. All right, what about old mate? No, mate. So if I remember where the button is. Old mate, no mate. 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 Who's got no mates today? It was going to be Luca. It's like he's going to be sitting there going, God damn it. I've got Dante, I've got Tim Hardaway, but fuck me. Can we have, like, somebody else step up and help on this team? This is bullshit. Uh, my other thing is Pat Bev. Pat Bev's like, oh, hey, guess what? I would have deflated Giannis's game ball. Fuck him. Oh. It's like, what, would you have just taken a fucking chomp out of an idiot? You giant lunatic. I would have put a hole in that bitch. I would have beat me, beat me, put 60 on me. Yeah, you can have this ball, but I'm going to eat about it. Ah. It's like, you're a lunatic. I would have peeled that bitch like an orange. Pat Bev, you're not a superhero. You're just a method who plays basketball. Mate. Oh, yeah, I would have deflated the game ball where he's scoring 60. Really? Like all the other times you've done that? How about you go talk some more shit, you fucking idiot? What a lunatic. All right, what about pantsing of the night? I personally even really enjoyed the Jalen Brown hitting Steph Curry with the too small, too small. Uh, taunt from yesterday that's still up on, like, uh, social media. Uh, up 13 in the third quarter, he gives Steph Curry the old, too small, too small. Steph Curry then outscored, like, the entire, like, Celtics team basically down the stretch. So, yeah. You better believe that's a bit of a pantser. Uh Who was better than Lonzo Ball, though? Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you will get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Uh, Jabari Smith. See, 
I think this is what makes me so angry about the Houston situation. We're like, we'll bring in Dylan Brooks. We'll bring in Fred Van Vliet. We'll bring in like the veterans to make sure that we keep winning games. It's like Jabari Smith and Jalen Green are really fucking good. I feel like you should be bringing complimentary veterans rather than like the types of Dylan Brooks and Fred Van Vliet who was like, we'll just give them the ball and they'll do everything and you guys can learn from that. It's like, how are you meant to learn? This is bullshit. Jabari, though, was incredible today. 34, which is better than Lonzo's career high. Fellow uh, extremely high lottery picks. Lonzo obviously goes two. Jabari goes three. He had 34 and 13 with an assist. Four blocks. He shot eight of 14. He was four or seven from downtown. His game at times is so wildly alluring. You're like, yeah, just get him the ball more. What are you doing? I love it. Uh, also, the magic tweet of the day. Uh, the magic. I love this. He pops up. The Lakers lose. He's like, defense did not show up tonight. And at 124-108, Lakers lost to the Chicago Bulls without Zach Levine. This is definitely a bad loss for my Lakers. What do we say? Thanks, Magic. Because, yeah, he literally just gave us a game breakdown. That's fucking great. All right, let's do some Nas right after. Shall we say, I think this is the button. Maybe this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Elliot. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some ENRs. Brought to you by the NBA Australia Shop. Go get your merch, get your merch. Uh, get a stubby holder. Get a hoodie. Get a T-shirt. Better yet, get a coffee mug and a stubby holder to, for the start of your day and the finish of your day. And you're fucking laughing, I'll tell you what. Uh, there are only a few of those fucking coffee mugs as well. I did, I think I uh, said on yesterday's show, right, talking to, I think Matty O, he was like, yeah, they're 25 bucks. He's like, yeah. They also cost like $22 to make, so <laughs> it was a bit fucked. Either way, get one because they look fucking great. And uh, I'll tell you what, you can go check that at nbaaustralia.com slash shop or just click through your socials. Dave Brown had a good one today. Hey, Jimmy, all the best for Chrissy to you on the spuds. Thanks for the year. Not a problem, Dave. It's been awesome. To be honest, trying to balance out having the two squids and going back to a daily show while having a full-time job uh, where NBA Australia is sort of a part of that. Um, it's been easier than it probably ought to have, which is because of dudes like our producer, Gerald, who helps out a shit ton. Having stats guy on hand every so often to pop on a show, etc., has been really good. And the uh, infrastructure around it, like our bosses and stuff like that, makes it a little bit easier. But, yeah, uh, it's been fucking great, to be honest. I just love doing a daily show. I love just yelling every day about the things that I care about. Uh, and the things that I care about are <laughs> basically NBA basketball. Uh, but also, yeah, the outlet, that the daily outlet is awesome. So I will continue doing it daily, apart from the simple fact that, you know, I'll be on holidays next week and the week after. But you know what I'm saying. Anyway, um, Dave Brown goes on. I'm relatively, relatively new to the NBA, but in sport, doesn't the best player in the league normally get the biggest contract rather than the 20-something ranked player? Cough, Jalen Brown. 
Seriously, imagine how embarrassed you'd feel if you rocked up to work most days and the dudes who were better than you were getting paid less. So weird. Yeah, nah. Yeah, I think you look at the NFL. Like this is a thing that sort of pops up every so often with them where they're like, how is this dude suddenly like getting paid? How is he like legitimately setting the mark for QB play? It's like, well, it's because... The way the salary cap works, it's going and like it's a rolling uh, number essentially. Each year, the person who signs the newest contract at the higher level is going to be the highest paid player, highest paid player in the league, without being maybe possibly the best player. That's how you have Deshaun Watson in the NFL. Yeah, you had Lamar Jackson for a little bit. You had Kirk Cousins for a while. Meanwhile, it's like yeah, Patrick Mahomes and like. Tom Brady is like the best two quarterbacks we've seen in the last like 30 years. Like what are we doing here? So you get this a bit and it's it's something that will figure itself out, I think, with as the NBA hits what? the These sort of weird periods where it's got like, you know, four-year contracts and shit at the max with the five-year option and you'll have a new TV deal come in as well. You're going to see this weird explosion over the next, like, five years of, like, dudes signing just astronomical things. We've seen it in baseball as well, right? NFL, baseball. It's like, how is this dude getting paid, like, over $300 million, over, like, half a billion dollars over the length of his contract, that sort of shit? You better get used to it, right? Like, it's the weirdest part. It's so strange, but it's just part of U.S. sports now. Like, the weirdest part for me is that, like, the (laughs) – in Australia, we've still got like, oh, is this dude worth like a pittance? <laughs> and the pittance is like 10 million bucks over like eight years or some shit. And you're like, I mean, it's not even a veteran minimum in the NBA. And it's the best player in the AFL. It's like, great, cool. But still, it would be weird going in and going, the dudes who are better than me are getting paid more. Uh, the dudes who are, oh, sorry, the dudes who are better than me getting paid less, you're sort of like, I feel like there's an understanding in the NBA though, like the money is that big. There's not a giant amount of difference between, oh, you're getting paid $35 million a year, I'm getting paid $42 million a year. Like the lifestyle doesn't change. So I don't think it matters that much, you know what I'm saying? So I don't think they're counting pennies to a degree at that level, but the way that the mid-level and the way that we've sort of priced out anyone in the middle of the NBA is the one thing that concerns me a little bit there, Dave, where you can be good at your job and still get stuck playing for like the veterans minimum. Like that's the strange thing to me. So either way. Are there four centers better than Shaq ever? Yeah, nah, this is an interesting one because it got it's been yelled about time and time again. It's like Shaq's yelling about Steph being the greatest of all time. We have to talk about him in that conversation. It's like, do we? Yeah, nah. Nah, not right now. He's had a big impact on the game. He'll probably end up top 10 all time. But are there four centers better than Shaq was the thing where it's like Shaq's like, oh, I'm top five. It's like, bro, you might might not even be a top five center. I would argue that he is. I think we're going to see Kareem Wilt. I'd say Bill Russell and Shaq are your top four. You'd have Hakeem right there with him, uh, Moses Malone after that and co. But, yeah, Shaq's a top four center. Let's just pump the fucking brakes, everybody. Kareem, Wilt, Shaq, Bill Russell, whatever order you want them in, 
They're still the top four. Unpopular opinion. Oh, wait. Do we have one more? Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. The Clippers. Are you starting to get a bit afraid, Jim? Yeah, no. I'm not afraid of anything. Oh, I'm afraid of a lot of things, actually, to be honest. But the Clippers being good is not one of them. I think it's hilarious. I think they're wildly uninspiring, though. Like, they're a team where you look at them and go, yeah, I don't feel much. It's James Harden, fat man, who barely clean? And then Kawhi Leonard, who is the least interesting basketball player on earth. Paul George, who might be the second least interesting basketball player on earth. And a bunch of role players. We're like, look, they play really well together. They don't inspire much, but they're fucking good. So I'm not that in, I'm not scared of them being successful. I think they're very good. And I think they can actually, when they're firing, they look amazing like they were today against Dallas. I just don't think they inspire too much, you know what I'm saying? All right, unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Look at me, look at me, look at me. I don't know if this is unpopular, but fucking hell, Dallas need, like, to get tougher. Like, it's so weird to watch them get pushed around and beaten up. And it's like, yeah, this is what happens when your starting lineup is wildly wildly undersized, even against a team that's not very big in terms of the Clippers, and they're missing Paul George. It's like, it's Grant Williams. It's like, he's not going to give you toughness. He's a loudmouth dipshit. you got Dwight Powell as your starting center. Like, I love Dante Exum. I love Luca. Here for it, but the rest of that team is a mess. What are we doing here? A lot of injuries really fucked up this Dallas team. Um, but yeah, anyhow. What about Outback Takehouse? I don't know if I've got a... Do I have a... Oh, I think I've got it here. It's got to be here somewhere. Come on, let's do it. It's Thursday at Outback. You know what that means? All right, two for one, Bloomin' Onions. That's right, Bloomin' Onion Thursday, only at Outback. That's right, no one in Australia knows what the fuck these things are. It's some sort of deep-fried onion made to look like a flower. If you can fucking tell me how that's Aussie... I'll buy you a brand new six-pack of beers. Because <laughs> seriously, get the fuck out of here. No one in Australia has defrauded an onion other, ever, apart from to have it as an onion ring, to put it on a burger, or they've put it on the fucking barbie and just cooked it up to pop it on a saucy. That's all we do. What are you doing, diggets? Only at Outback. And today's flame grill take is, after what we saw today of Boston winning on the road, the Clippers winning on the road in Dallas, the Lakers shitting down their pants. The most interesting one for us was Denver winning in Toronto. It does feel like a Boston-Denver finals, doesn't it? Only at Outback. To be honest, I'm basically most of the way there. <laughs> Seriously. Let's go. Denver-Boston, I'm all over it. All right. Uh, let's keep it rolling quickly through Australian Player Watch. As I mentioned, we had uh, Dante Sexum up excellent. He played 40 minutes today. He went 6 to 12 from the floor, 1 of 4 from 3. It's 16 points, 6 rebounds, 1 assist, 2 steals, and uh, 0 turnovers. Bloody not bad, I'll tell you that much. Uh, good stuff there. We had Jinglin Joe Ingles and his uh, Magic Man take on the, the Miami Heaters. Jingles uh, did not suit up for this. Cop that knock the other day. They're obviously playing it a little bit safe with the old fella, which is good. You want to see that? Just fucking take it easy, bro. Ben Simmons will be back in, well, back and reevaluated in two weeks, they say. So that's good. I guess we'll see what happens. Patty Mills, cop that did not play. Coach's decision against the Houston Rockets. 
as did Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Landau. Hopefully the uh, pair of boomers hung out together and got some uh, quality time in because that's it for the Aussies, I think. And no one else was there. Simo, no giddy. Paddy Thrills didn't get out there. Jock didn't get out there. Jingles didn't get out there. Greeny's injured. No Dyson and no Portland game. So there you go. Uh, Andrew Gay's great mum reward for outstanding achievement in the field of excellence, though. Do we have a button for this in here? I just don't know. I don't think we do. I feel like we used to, but it's gone. Uh, in terms of the Andrew Gay's great mum reward, how about we just sort of give it to uh, Embiid for hitting 50? The way that he did that, this is like one of the things where you're like, prove it to me. And he's like, here's a season high 51, <laughs> 12 rebounds. That's his third consecutive game of 40 points and 10 rebounds. Only Wilt's ever done that in Sixers franchise history. So that's pretty bloody good. He's averaging 40 points on 60% shooting in December, which is just fucking silly. Uh, Ant-Man almost posterized Embiid. Uh, didn't quite get there, but Jesus, Embiid was awesome. So basically to have 12 straight games with 30-plus points and 10-plus rebounds, it's literally Embiid, Kareem, Wilt, Elgin, and Walt. It's Walt Bellamy. This is where when we bring up the Shaq stuff, we're like, what is he, top five center all time? It's like, well, I mean, he is. He never also had 12 straight games with 30-plus points and 10-plus rebounds. So Shaq. Talking a lot of shit for a bloke who never did that as much as Joel Embiid has. Just saying. All right. Let's do some game previews. Game previews. Game previews. That's right. Game previews for tomorrow. Um, interesting slate tomorrow, right? Let's see if we can get the uh, – where's the Patty Mills game day ball or game day Twitter check-in uh, before we do that as well? Because we had the Patty Mills all-star voting, and he had a great, great, uh, one today about how his uh, his f- photo was wrong in all-star voting. And you're like, what are we doing here? Seriously. It's like this is an Australian institution. It's off to a good start. He's just angry. I've retweeted that. Basically saying, look, it's in the, con- it's in the Australian constitution that you have to vote Paddy Mills to be an all-star at least for four times. Maybe five. Just saying. Game previews for tomorrow. Where is the song for this one? I don't know where any of the songs are on this fucking board. <laughs> I'll tell you. It's a bit fucking chaos, bro. It's a bit chaos. Where's the tunes, man? Where's the tunes? Ah, oh, it's gone. I might just have to give it the old uh, fascinator. Let's do it. Game previews for tomorrow. We've got Utah at Detroit. This is the one where it feels like the Pistons should get a win. Jazz on a back-to-back on the road. Pistons plus one and a half. Let's go Detroit. Come on. If you've got any sort of fucking hint of pride, you win this game, Detroit. So They also sort of match up pretty well with Utah, who have a lot of guards, a lot of bigs, and a lot of giant amount in between. So Detroit should be all right. So give me Detroit plus one and a half there. The Pelicans versus the Cleveland, Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm going to go the Pals plus one and a half on the road in Cleveland. The Cavs uh, looked like a bit of a mess today. Good win today, but I think the Pelicans can punk them. So give me the Pelicans plus one and a half. You got the Spurs going into Chicago. Chicago in a back-to-back having just beaten the Lakers. This is the perfect spot for the Spurs to have a crack as well. I like the Spurs plus four and a half against the Bulls. If Wemby's back, 
They've got a very clear, weird advantage. Wemby versus Vooch would be pretty fun. Let's go Spurs plus four and a half. Then you've got the Clippers at Thunder. Let's go Thunder. Clippers win streak comes to an end, I think, in OKC. Give me the Thunder minus four and a half. Then you've got Pacers, Grizzlies. Grizzly with Jar Morant back. Pacers on a back-to-back on the road. Grizzlies should cover that one okay. They're five and a half point favorites at home. All of a sudden, the fucking wheels are back on. (laughs) It felt pretty bad there for a bit. But the Grizzlies, look, the weird thing is the Pacers' defense is that bad that Grizzlies should be able to shred them up. So let's go to the Grizzlies minus five and a half. Orlando go to Milwaukee. It's Algonquin for the good land. The Magic Men, seven and a half point underdogs on the road in Milwaukee. They've looked very discombobulated. The Bucks should cover this and win it pretty handily. Seven and a half points doesn't scare me too much with the Magic team on the back-to-back, having just looked very dispirited against the Heat. The Bucks between Giannis and Dame. Their defense isn't great either, but... They should be able to cover that one. So give me the box. Uh, you have Lakers-Wolves. That's right, the Lakers in Minnesota, a.k.a. their original town. That's right, the glitzy and glamorous LA Lakers, remember, from Minneapolis. Uh, the Wolves are five-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Lakers. You've got the size of the Wolves coming off a loss today. Lakers coming off a loss today. They go from Chicago up to Minneapolis. Not too far of a flight, but the Wolves... I don't mind that. I think the size of the Wolves probably beats out the Lakers just. The thing is, it's a big line, five and a half points. I think the Wolves win this, but the Lakers cover that five and a half, if that makes sense. I think it does. And then we've got the Wizards Blazers. Jeez, talk about two one-legged blokes in an ass-kicking contest. Uh, I like the Blazers. They've looked much more solid. Uh, I mean, they literally just beat the Suns at home the other day. You've got Duop, the Grim Reefer, the Great Barrier Reef out there, minus three and a half. Let's go, Blazers. Uh, weird, weird, weird day tomorrow, but it should be pretty fun. And tomorrow's show will also have like a big preview for the entire weekend and then into the uh, Christmas Boxing Day games, which will be pretty good too. So keep an eye out for that. So we're going to go Detroit over Utah, New Orleans over Cleveland, San Antonio over Chicago, Memphis over Indy, Millie Walker over the Orlando Magic Men, OKC against the Clippers, Minnesota against the Lakers, and the Portland Blazers. Oh, what are we going to do? Are we going to do Lakers against the Wolves against the Lion? Yeah, I reckon the Lakers against the Lion, but the Wolves will win that one just. And then Portland over the Wizards. And that'll be it. Good day tomorrow. Can't wait for that one. Should be good. In the meantime, that's it for us. So we will catch you tomorrow. That's right. We really will. This will be our last show until Boxing Day tomorrow. Yeah, so tomorrow, Friday, we'll set you up for the big weekend and the Boxing Day games, which are obviously Monday nights, Tuesday morning, and then we'll do a Tuesday show. Then we'll take a week and a half off. So should be good. Unless something pops off, we'll jump on the uh, old microphone. That's what we do. But either way, NBA Australia done for today. We're back tomorrow. In the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face IG. All over the socials, you know that. Get around NFL Australia, get around Cricket Today podcast, Football Today podcast, 
Lots going on there. They're doing great gear as well. Go check it on socials too. Uh, get around nbaaustralia.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. Chuck us a rating review on your podcast app, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, whatever app you use in your Android phone as well. It really does help, so do it. Big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. They rule. So do House Hats, Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinated Goldmines, Ramshack Alami, Iowa Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers. They're behind all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them on Bandcamp, Trim Jane Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify, Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands, so should you. And that is it. No skit today because I've got to get a well, I've got to skedaddle. got to go do stuff. So we will catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying look after yourselves, would you? And later, who's in now?